Welcome to another episode of Straight Fire VR. I'm Steve Milo, and I want to let everybody know we now have a website called straightfirevr.com. And for listeners who have ideas or feedback, you can email us at straightfirevr at gmail.com. And I'm joined by our co-host, Miriam Ramsey, the Regional Director of Business Development for VTrips. Good, good morning, good afternoon, Miriam. How are you doing? I'm good. How's everyone? We're we're ready and loaded. So I've got two special guests uh, who have a lot to say. The first is Jeannie Daly. She's the founder and CEO of Newman Daly Resort Properties in Destin, Florida. Jeannie, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Steve? I was able to to get a a two two for one special where I got both of you together because I have Tiffany Edwards who I was going to not reveal that you were related, but Heather said, no, go ahead. (laughs) So Tiffany is your daughter. Yep. I own her. I'm uh, I'm proud of her. (laughs) Tiffany is CEO of Coletta Consulting, who's done a tremendous amount of lobbyist work. And she and her husband, Ben Edwards, own several vacation rental companies or co-own in California, Texas, and some other areas. So welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. I'm excited. This is the first time of all the, the different podcasts and recordings that we've done that that mom and I have been on one together. Yeah. And we so much behind the scenes, but no one's ever asked us to be, to be together. So I'm really excited about this conversation. And of course, um, Tiffany, I, I like the fact that you have finally gone to social media. You have a LinkedIn page. No post yet, but uh, you can find her on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I tried to see if she'll accept my invitation to link to her. And I'm joined by our executive producer, sound engineer, Heather Macias Milo. And today is Heather's birthday. So happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday, Heather. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Her one request was to do this. So we're Yeah, I was gonna say this was the excitement of her day that she's been dreaming of for years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll be taking her to a nice dinner later. Uh, well, Jeannie and Tiffany, I wanted to start off with some industry news, and I think uh, we all have to talk about kind of the trends in the vacation rental industry of what appears to be lower ADR, and in some cases, lower occupied nights. And um, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but Jeannie, what are you seeing in, in Destin Panhandle? Because we obviously have... A, a, a company called Southern Vacation Rentals. We're both in the same sector. Good company. What have you been seeing? Yeah, I mean, we both compete in the same area. And uh, what are you seeing for ADR and occupied nights for for the summer? First thing I want to say, Southern is a great company, and we are friendly competitors in this area because um, we all believe that the bigger we can make the pie, the the greater our share is for each of us in this pie. But you know, I was just on the key data webinar yesterday or day before, and they were showing that the entire Southeast for the second quarter, the average occupancy was about 55%. Well, we experienced 70% occupancy for that second quarter. Our ADR has come down from last year, about 10%, 15%. However, it's still about 50% higher than 2019. So we have been really blessed and fortunate in this area. Um, 
I consider COVID a blessing now that I'm past and it. We made a lot of lemonade out of that, uh, the lemons we were dealt during that. For our area specifically, it's interesting that we have this call today. There was a Wall Street Journal um, article that came out how strong our marketplace is here. Um, and I, I want, I like to call coast and not the panhandle. Um, Jeannie informed me of that, uh, marketing many, many, many years ago. Um, but we're still having a lot of construction. There's still, um, a lot of, um, individuals who want to come here and are willing to pay a higher rate for nice, you know, larger homes here. So, um, our blended occupancy for the Southern brand as of today, and, and we're not through uh, July or August, is right at 68, 69%. And Panama City is slightly below at 65%. Again, those numbers could go up as we continue to pick up a lot of last minute bookings. Yeah. Um, we have seen ADR drop, but but nowhere near what some of the reports have yeah. stated. I mean, we've seen a, a, a reduction of ADR by about 6% um, in occupied nights slightly down. But again, we can still pick those up. Um, I'd say overall, you know, one of the things we did, and and I'd be curious what you did, is we, we started in the fall of 2022 communicating to our owners that we were going to reduce ADR to drive occupied nights. And, and Jeannie, what did you, what did you do? The same thing, Steve. It's been um, just we had to over communicate this year and try and educate our owners. And, you know, it's like our legacy owners who've been with us 15, 20 years. They they've just been happy. They know we've been through many market trends and ups and downs and it's a roller coaster ride and they're in for the long term. It's our new homeowners who bought in. 21, 22 at those high rates, and we're expecting a really high return that we're having to really over communicate with. And then it's the owners who I think Miriam said on the last podcast too, who haven't bothered to reinvest in their vacation rental business by doing upgrades and becoming one of the best units on the market instead of the duds on the market. And those are the ones we're having a more difficult time, a whole lot more competition now, not only in the local area, but with Europe and, and cruise lines and the dollar is strong against the euros. Our area is so unique that we don't have a lot of other type of accommodations. So we don't have a huge hotel presence. We have a lot of inventory that is specific specifically, you know, purpose built for vacation rentals, very much like what you guys are kind of doing in Tennessee, but through different developers who have understand that the ROI is a little bit better in these open floor plans, smaller closets, smaller bedrooms, you know, grander kitchens and outdoor space. And so it is, it's a, it's a more robust market, but I think also, you know, at, to the point of Southern and to Newman Daily, I think our numbers are probably a lot stronger. And so I think there's a lot of people who have entered the marketplace and realtors who have tried to inflate what a projection would be based on a 2021 number. And so you're seeing these new owners who want to be investors and they're relying on that projection for maybe one year of very high ADR, very high occupancy. And so for them to buy at the height of the market, they don't understand this industry and the ups and downs um, that come with this industry. And so they're looking at just a window of one year. Miriam, well, hold on. <laughs> Can you believe that real estate agents might over inflate rental income projections to a potential buyer? Can you believe that 
that that is yeah. shocking to me. What are you I hearing? I honestly don't think that's happening because these guys would never do that. They would never <laughs> put us in that situation, right? Never. I mean, never. no, they're, they're giving the low ball number. They're not maximizing that, you know, 15% of nowhere that's ever going to happen. They inflate the numbers um, and then having those tough conversations. But what is that going to look like? I mean, look, we all know that it's coming, Right. In the next 12 to 16 months, but everyone who has bought that had the inflated price that is not making that revenue, where will those those units be in 12 to 16 months? I think that's everyone's question. Yeah, I agree. And there are other factors that are related to that. So especially for your area where you're seeing tax increases, we're going to see a lot more costs to these owners as we're well. We see taxes throughout this throughout the country start to increase, but also, you know, we've seen policies that have been made and, and um, as it relates to even accessing housekeeping or vendors or suppliers, and then the inflated cost of some of those products and services. So there's a lot more expense that's going to be coming down that will even be more than covering that mortgage cost. I think what Tiffany just said is really important because I was actually talking to an analyst previous to this. And uh, his question is, you know, supply growth in the industry. He had said there was analysts outside the industry that were projecting supply growth as high as 20% in 2023. And they've now brought their expectations down to 8% and, and it's dropping. And I've been on a number of calls saying, hey, look, you know, there, there was an outlier event where interest rates were very low, banks were lending money very easily. And because all this hype around short-term rentals and ADR and occupied nights out of 2021 and 2022, there was kind of a feeding frenzy, investment frenzy of purchasing. Uh, but that is over, right? So interest rates are up 5%. And in many cases, it's hard to find commercial banks that even want to lend, particularly on investment properties. And then in some of these markets, ADR and occupied nights have really come down significantly. And some of these investors are converting their properties, you know, if they can, the long-term rentals or they're trying to sell. So, you know, Jeannie, I, I know one of the things we do, which is we try to, you know, let our owners know the glass is half full, is we say, look, we're going to go for occupied nights. Um, the rates that we were charging at some points during the peak may not be attainable, but we'll try to pick it up on shoulder season. So I did pull numbers for the fall that at this point in time look fairly encouraging. So September through December, at least on the V-trip side, um, look pretty encouraging. What what are you seeing for your advanced booking September, December? Obviously, hoping no storms come through, but how yeah. how does how does your all look? It's actually looking really strong. The same as you, Steve. We're pacing ahead. August is ahead of last year. Um, so we feel good about that. Um, but throughout the fall, we're pacing ahead of last year. And I agree with you, it's the ADR um, that's come down some in order to get that occupancy. So it's continuing to communicate with the owners. And actually, we started communicating with them in 2022 that 23 was going to be a whole different world. And even though we we were ahead of pace coming into 2023, 
you know, it was like the light switch went off in in mid-January and didn't click back on until mid-March. We are seeing the pace for the fall pickup and our advanced bookings were actually pacing ahead of where we were last year for 2024. And of course, that helps with your owner retention and those owners who bought at a higher end of the market that they're not going to just there's a, a a windfall for business development of a mass exodus from one company to another, although I want them all coming to us. And- <laughs> well, 2024, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I did pull some data. Our, our numbers are tracking extremely well for 2024 first quarter. And I yeah. think there's a lot of reasons yes. for optimism because those baby boomers uh, and snowbirds uh, in many cases were clearly affected by COVID and travel bans. And now they are traveling a lot. So we're showing uh, ADR actually up 10% and occupied nights that have been paid actually up 10%. Uh, so we feel very, very good. Uh, and really the available ADR is way, way up because most of March is still open and Easter falls uh, kind of late or early, early. which is going to impact. Yeah. So uh, we're feeling good about the fall in the first quarter of 2024, and we've communicated to owners, you know, those type of expectations. But I, I want to uh, now talk about one other Can thing. Can I say one thing about that, Steve? Yeah. Um, what we're seeing, too, is we're having guests book through VRBO for four weeks at weekly rates for January or February. So it is a much higher ADR because they're not at that snowbird monthly rate. They're at a weekly rate, which has been a great new shift in the market. And, of course, so it's a younger demographic up here than what we've traditionally had. So that's been a positive. Sorry, just wanted to add on to that. No, no. <laughs> I, I want to bring up something you just kind of mentioned briefly, which is owner, owner churn. Uh, there's there's obviously been a lot of conversation about owner churn in 2023. Vacasa claimed publicly that their owner churn had increased. Now their owner churn uh, is reported at 80, uh, 20% a year. So they have 20% of their properties churn. I know. It's just incredible. Uh, well, they, they, uh, nobody answers their phone. They'd have more churn if they could even take the call to, to close out their contract. <laughs> but, but, but I wanted to ask you because VTrips is seeing less owner churn this year than last year because our highest churn is normally the resale of a property. And with interest rates being so high, we're not seeing as many owners trying to resell their properties. So are you seeing more owner churn, Jeannie, or less owner churn than 2021 and 2022? We're we're actually staying about even. Our, our owner count is above where we were, but we're able to maintain a lot of the units that we've sold. So we've been able to resell the new buyer on staying with us. So we've kept a lot of that inventory plus added new inventory. We've added some Vacasa units and um, some other good high-end producing units too. We, we we all know the companies that are churning the most. Uh, Vacasa, <laughs> because they're public, we'll talk more about them. But there's some other companies that are having a lot of churn too. Yeah. Uh, we track yeah. our churn very carefully. We actually bonus pretty heavily on it. And uh, in terms of owner acquisition, new properties, we're 50% ahead of our projections for our budget. So we're, we're running way ahead uh, because there's so many properties that are churning in part from companies that overpromise revenue and underdelivered. And I think Vukas in particular, because one, they've had so many operational problems, you know, 
when they let off all these people, then more people left who were good and they've just been hemorrhaging staff. And then the other thing, I'll never forget, I was on a flight with one of my, you know, friendly competitors in the panhandle and she was showing me the Vacosta owner portal. I guess one of her owners gave her the password and they were selling units in May for Panama City for under $100 a night. And they were just blowing stuff out. And owners were really, really upset. Have you heard about Vacasa just dropping rates to just get occupied nights at any cost? We've heard $50 a night and seen <laughs> it when we went up against a contract, but it was a property we didn't want um, over in Destin West, um, you know, on Oklahoma Island. And uh, it was property we didn't want, but they sold a, a spring reservation $50 a night. I mean, snowbirds pay more net. Next 16 months, I think what we are going to see in terms of owners is there's going to be a shakeout of people who thought they could do it themselves by just providing their home onto a listing site and managing that because it was easy. There were so many fish in the barrel to be able to um, fill their weeks. And I think we're going to start seeing because there are so many regulations that have happened throughout the country and different registrations that have come online and different requirements for taxes. Um, I think we're going to see that for people who can't necessarily sell that unit, that they're going to move back into that or move into the property management and say, it's, I get more and you guys can take over because this is a very complex, um, you know, to review rates, to get yourself up higher on a listing site. Um, so I think that there is opportunity for well-known property managers in a location. I, I got an email from a listener. Uh, we already have a few. <laughs> and he said he wanted to have a, a Milo industry tip. So my industry tip for this episode is in any contract you sign with a vendor, get a 30-day out clause uh, so you can get out when they may overpromise and underdeliver. Jeannie, what, what do you think about that suggestion? Absolutely. <laughs> All day long. And be careful if they're promising you too much up front or get a month or so free if you can. And then uh, or reduced rates until they prove themselves. But absolutely, Steve. All day long. Miriam, have, have you run across any vendors in this space that may overpromise and under deliver? God, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> It blows my mind and people keep going back. Um, that's what I don't understand is get me once. Okay. Even twice, but five and six times, what are we doing? Like you deserve that at some point, right? Okay. Well, we're going to move on now uh, to, to the next reason why we're here, which